This week, we are celebrating the Nourished Mom podcast's one-year anniversary, and to celebrate, I am playing the top downloaded episodes of the year. This one brings us way back to the beginning, episode number three, and it's a good one because it's all about mom stress, and I think that we can relate, right? Can I get a what, what, an amen? (laughs) So we all feel stressed sometimes, and sometimes that's mental, sometimes that's physical, but this episode talks all about the physical aspects of stress and how you can use easy, proven techniques to help you in the heat of the moment. So we're going through eight strategies that you can learn to help you keep your cool and be a chill mom, and you're going to learn some cool science behind your stress response. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper. Hey mama, welcome to the Nurse Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to ditch the mom stress through renewed mindsets, healthy habits, and balanced nutrition. God is calling you to a life of peace, joy, and rest, even during this crazy season when kids are tugging at your legs, you can't get a minute to yourself, and you feel like you have a million things to do. So if you are ready to leave the stress and busyness behind and step into the goodness that God has for you and your family, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some Play-Doh, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 20 minutes while we dig into today's show. Let's do it. It's just one of them days that a girl goes through when I'm angry inside. Don't want to take it out on you. Anyone here grow up in the 90s? That was my jam. But seriously, who hasn't had one of those stressful days? Today, we're talking all about proven ways to help you deal effectively with those stressful days. We are talking about nourish necessity number three, your physical health. And for those of you who are not sure what a nourish necessity is, let me fill you in. So a nourish necessity are those foundational things, those necessary things that we need in order to have the physical, spiritual, and mental energy to do the things that we are called to do. So often when we think of stress, we focus on the the mental and emotional aspect of it. But the physical aspect to stress is huge. Not only does stress manifest in physical ways, like we have tense muscles or, um, you know, our stomach might hurt or we get butterflies in our stomach or our our heart rate raises, but also the physical things that we do, how we care for our body, they affect our stress levels as well. And there are so many topics that we can get into when we're talking about how our physical health affects our stress and our well-being and our emotions. And I can take you down the rabbit hole. I have been there, but I won't go there. Instead, I want to give you proven strategies that are easy, that you can start getting results from right away, and you can start doing today. So we're going to start with a little science lesson. So in school, I learned all about the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems. So the sympathetic system is our flight or 
our flight or fight response. Fight or flight, fight or flight response. Um, This is a system that releases adrenaline when we're stressed. So if you're hiking in the woods and a bear starts chasing you, then your body releases the adrenaline so you can run away. Then the parasympathetic system is the one that cools you down. This is what um, it lowers your heart rate. It makes you feel relaxed. This system is called our rest and digest system as well. So the issue is that the world that we live in today it's not the same as a bear chasing us. That's not the stress that we're facing. I mean, sometimes if you're at, if you're an avid hiker, um, I've never run into a bear, thank God. But we're constantly bombarded with news and deadlines and all of the things that are going on around us. There is a lot going on in our world today. And so many of us become chronically stressed. And when we're chronically stressed, the sympathetic system starts to take over. And then it becomes a lot harder to switch into the parasympathetic mode. So even when there's no stressors, our body is still stressed out. We can't relax. We're on edge. We might snap at the kids or whoever is around. Can anybody relate? But there's a solution to this problem because if we train and work out our parasympathetic nervous system, it makes it easier for it to switch back when the stress is gone and it makes it easier for us to relax even in the heat of the moment. So I'm going to go a little deeper into the science. So um, how it all works is we have a nerve called the vagus nerve, and it stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system. So when your vagal nerve is in good shape, you're said to have high vagal tone. It's kind of similar to like muscle tone, right? When you're in shape, you probably have high muscle tone. And when you regularly stimulate your vagus nerve, it is in good shape. Just like when you regularly regularly stimulate your muscles, they're in good shape. So when your vagus nerve is stimulated, it sends the signal to your body that it's time to chill and relax. So there are some techniques I'm going to give you that you can use in the heat of the moment to calm down. Plus, if you use them on a regular basis, you're going to be working out your vagus nerve. You're going to be working out your parasympathetic system so that it keeps your stress lower, that you respond to the stressors in a more chilled, appropriate way. Because it's how you respond, really, that makes all the difference, right? Stress is going to happen, and it's just a part of life. But Ephesians 4.26 tells us, be angry, but do not sin. So it's totally how you respond to these stressors that matters. Okay, so what are the techniques? So the first one is my favorite. It is singing. I love singing. It just, I love it. Um, and guys, it doesn't matter what you sound like, okay? So if your husband's on your case because you're going around the house singing and you're not the best singer, tell him that I'm making you do it so you have high vagal tone. So if you can't bring yourself to sing, um, there you can also hum and you can gargle water. But I'm telling you, singing, you should try it if you haven't, if you don't. Um, So how does it work? So your vocal cords and throat muscles are connected to your vagus nerve. So singing, humming, gargling water all activate those muscles and activate the vagus nerve. Number two is deep, slow breathing. You've probably heard this one before, um, but it stimulates the vagus nerve and activates the parasympathetic system. But you want to breathe from your diaphragm so that your stomach expands. And you want to exhale longer than you inhale. So you would inhale for four breaths, like, 
and then you would exhale for eight counts. And this starts working immediately. When you put this into practice, you can immediately feel yourself start to calm down. Okay, so number three is meditation. So what is meditation? There's a lot of different you know, ideas of what meditation might be. But really, it just means to think deeply or focus your mind. And meditation is shown to increase your vagal tone. And guys, we can meditate on a lot of things. Even in the heat of the moment when we don't think we're meditating, we are focusing on some of the wrong things sometimes, right? right? We're focusing on why we're angry, um, who did us wrong, or all of the things going wrong. And if we focus and meditate on these things, that's when you're going to go spiraling down. We need to choose to meditate on the things that are going to bring life right? God's word, guys, it's living and active. It has the power to change. So if you can pick out some Bible verses that will help you in the heat of the moment, you know, whatever your triggers are, we all have different triggers that stress us out. And whatever your triggers are, I'm sure there is some wisdom in the Bible that can help walk you through that. So pick out some Bible verses that really speak to you that you can choose to meditate on when you start to feel stressed. One of my favorites is Colossians 1.17, and it says, And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And I really just love this because it reminds me that it's not my job to hold it all together, that God is in control, and that I don't have to be worrying about all the things. So I think that these first three techniques are really, really effective in the heat of the moment. Guys, think of how awesome it would be if when your kids make you angry, you broke out into song instead of yelling or whatever your response is. Guys, it is changing my life. I really, I have been applying this um, and it really makes a huge difference. It's so much better, but it's hard, right? Because your brain already has an automatic response to your common stressors. Right? It's a habit. You react in a certain way. Whatever your triggers are, your kids fighting or an argument with your husband or doing the budget, whatever it is, you have a certain way that you habitually react. And you have to train your brain to override those less than ideal habits with these new habits that are going to nourish you and your family. So if you listened to the last episode, you learned about the habit loop where we have the cue, the routine, and the reward. So the cue is when your brain is triggered to go into a habit. The routine is the habit. What are you doing? And the reward is what do you get out of it? Because you wouldn't consistently repeat something if you didn't get something out of it. So I want you to pay attention to the cue. What is your trigger? When are you getting stressed? And really listen to your body. Try to be aware. Is your heart rate accelerating? Are your muscles getting tense? Are you starting to breathe quickly? Are thoughts racing through your mind? These are some signals that you're starting to get stressed. Maybe your cue is um, kids fighting over the TV. That's a cue for me lots of times. And it's like I can feel I can feel the switch. I can feel when my body gets that cue and goes into the routine. It's like a, a switch flips and all of a sudden I'm going into crazy mom mode, raising my voice, ranting on and on about how TV is so awful. And then what's the reward? The reward is a release of emotion. But we all know that there's a better way to release emotion that doesn't involve raising your voice at your kids and losing your cool. So pay attention to your cue and then decide what your routine is going to be. 
So I would love to say that my routine right now is I get stressed and I just break out into song and start dancing around the house, maybe someday, um, because I secretly, or maybe not so secretly, wish that life was a musical. But maybe that's not you. Maybe you need to take some deep, slow breaths and just meditate on God's word. Right now, what it looks like for me is excusing myself into the other room. I go into my office and I sing a verse of my favorite song. And immediately, I feel better. And it's like, what, what was I so mad about? I don't know. Let's just carry on with the day. So you have to decide. Are you going to sing? Are you going to meditate? Are you going to hum? Um, you know, Are you going to just practice deep breathing? Do you have some verses picked out that you can meditate on? Figure out what your routine will be so you will be prepared when that cue comes, when you're triggered, when you get stressed. And then you can start initiating your new habit. And it's not going to be perfect at first because that other habit is hardwired into your brain. So it's going to take a lot of consistent effort. But eventually, you will re-hardwire that signal in your brain and you will make a new habit that is going to be better for you, better for your family, and better for life. Okay, so I also have some techniques for you that are more of the long game, things that you can use to exercise your vagus nerve so that it's easier for you to deal with the stress. So these are routines and habits that you can put in place on a daily or weekly basis or whenever you can so that you are working out your vagus nerve and parasympathetic nervous system. And guys, these things are effective. Even the FDA has approved a surgically implanted device that stimulates the vagus nerve for people who have been resistant to uh, treatment for depression. So this is scientifically proven to help you with your stress. Okay, so the first one is taking probiotics. So uh, studies have shown that a healthy gut bacteria improve brain function. And I can truly, truly vouch for this one. When I was um, going through some health issues that really just prompted me to even get into the nutritional therapy field, my main issue was my gut health. And improving my gut health changed everything. So there have been animal studies on specific probiotic strains. So lactobacillus rhamnosus has been shown to make changes to the GABA receptors and reduce stress hormones. Um, So you have less depression and less anxiety-like behavior. In bifo, let me see if I pronounce this one, bifidobacterium longum, normalized anxiety-like behavior. And researchers found that these changes were facilitated by the vagus nerve. So this change is as simple as picking up some new probiotics, look for the strains Lactobacillus rhamnosus and Bifidobacterium longum, and include probiotics in your daily habit. So the second one is omega-3 fatty acids. So omega-3 fatty acids are an essential fat that your body can't produce, but they're necessary for normal electrical function of your brain, your nervous system, and they also reduce inflammation. And inflammation is linked to so many things, including stress disorders. So researchers discovered that the omega-3s increase vagal tone. They reduce heart rate. They increase heart rate variability, which is a good sign of a healthy parasympathetic nervous system. And researchers believe that they likely stimulate the vagus nerve. So good sources of omega-3s include fish like mackerel and salmon, 
um, sea bass, oysters, sardines, if you like sardines, shrimp, um, trout. And then there are also some vegetarian and vegan sources of omega-3. Seaweed and algae are good, um, like spirulina and nori, like the stuff that they use in um, sushi. And seaweed actually has a good source of iodine, which is really good for your thyroid too, which can be very important for people. Um, Chia seeds, hemp seeds, flax seeds. So I like to just get these seeds in their raw, raw form and grind them at home so they're more fresh and they don't go rancid. And then I just sprinkle them on my salad or in my smoothie or just on top of my food. Walnuts, um, what else? Kidney beans. And then you can always supplement too, but you just want to make sure that you're getting a high quality supplement that um, is fresh. Okay, so the next technique is exercise. And I know that you hear it all the time. We all know that exercise is good for us. And it's actually shown to stimulate the vagus, the vagus nerve. Now, don't make it complicated. So you might not be in a season of life where you can work out for a half an hour. And I can totally relate. There were times last year when I was able to work out for 40 minutes. I'm really not sure how. <laughs> I guess I wasn't doing this podcast, but now what I do is like 15 minute workouts and that's what I get in and that's what I can do right now and that's okay. So just do what you can do because any amount of exercise is going to be beneficial. The next technique is socializing and laughing. Guys, it's so important to have your tribe of people that can support you and that you stay connected to them. And I know that that's hard sometimes, especially when you have young kids, but you really, we need to make it a priority because this is so important to our mental health. And now we see it's important to our physical health too. Okay, the last one I have for you is cold exposure. So research shows that cold exposure activates the vagus nerve and it lowers sympathetic response. So remember your fight or flight response. So cold showers, so some of you are probably hating me right now, cold showers for at least 30 seconds. So what I do is I take a shower, my normal shower, I don't take my whole shower cold um, because I like to relax and enjoy it, but I actually, I turn it cold at the very end for a couple minutes and it's really amazing actually. It, I get out of the shower feeling super refreshed and I have a ton of energy and I live in New England and it's the middle of winter. So when I take a cold shower, when I get out, I'm not freezing when I'm getting dressed. So a win-win. Another thing you can do, splash cold water on your face. And this might even help in the heat of the moment. Um, and also going outside when it's cold. So if you're in New England right now, it's the time. Go outside with minimal clothing on for a short period of time. And that cold exposure will help exercise your vagal nerve. All right, ladies. So there you have it. I hope that you can put these techniques into practice. And as always, if you need help setting up some habits and routines in your life, hit me up. I'm here for you. Just go to thenursemom.com. I'll put a link to it in the show notes and book a session with me. I would love to help you with this. All right, ladies. Until next time, God bless. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you or inspired you in any way, could you please take a minute to write a review on Apple Podcast? Writing a review is the number one way that you can help me to reach more moms just like you. And reading your reviews truly inspires me and encourages me to keep doing this work. 
Also, don't forget to connect with other like-minded mamas in our Facebook community so that we can encourage and uplift each other on this journey. The link to the Facebook group is in the show notes. Thank you for listening and may your heart overflow with God's peace and love. God bless.